So these things that I'm sharing with you today are things that I've actually done and I actually do still do. And I have noticed so much improvement in my life by doing them. And I hope that you can find the same kind of liberation that I've experienced with this. Welcome to Sovereign Solutions, a lifestyle podcast for your soul. I am your host, Cody Ann Smith. I'm a spiritual advisor and teacher who is passionate about helping you master your life, upgrading your energy, answering your highest calling, and leaving a legacy that powerfully impacts the world. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for your gift of presence and for hanging out with me. I know that there's a lot demanding your attention right now and it really means the world to me that you guys keep coming back here and spending your energy and your time tuning in with me here on this show. Today I have a gift for you guys and it's not the typical podcast that I usually create. It's about how to protect yourself from electromagnetic frequencies, also known as EMFs, because this is something that not many of us are really talking about. And instead, most of us are talking about the damages of EMFs, which is great. I know that knowledge is extremely important, but then we ask ourselves, well, what can we do so we can minimize the effects of these EMFs on us and the people that we love the most, especially for us that we have children and we want to protect them naturally, right? But I think it's important that we start with the basics, with the foundation, so that we can build on that. So how do we do that? Well, we realize, and we remember, I guess, is that we're all electromagnetic beings or energetic beings, Like at our very core, we are electromagnetic beings, right? Yes, we have physical bodies, but we are more than that. And I believe that anybody listening to this podcast is already on board with that. So that's the foundation. And knowing that everything is energy, that we also have a role to play in what energy we send out and what energy we let in. So the first thing that we can do based on that one principle and that foundation is to raise our own vibration, raise our own frequency. And this happens in multiple ways. But I believe that the most powerful way that we can do that is in our daily life and in our lifestyles and what we choose to believe, what we choose to do and how do we behave in our day-to-day activities. So I decided to sit down and contemplate these so that I could come and share them with you. Now, these are just my perceptions. All I can ever do is offer you guys a perception. It's up to you guys to tune in to see if that's true for you. But one way that I believe that we can raise our vibration in our day-to-day lives is through simply mastering our focus and attention. Right now, there's like a battle for our energy and a battle for our focus and our attention in every direction you look. You get on Facebook, boom, there's 
millions of different articles that people want you to read. There's things that people are saying and spreading around Facebook or Instagram or any other social media platform that can immediately take you out of your center and have you focusing on something that is external from you. And then your mind and your energy and your attention all go to that thing. But the problem with that is that the more that we are just in our thoughts and reading things, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying don't read anything. I do think there's a time and place for that, but it can become to excess and then it drops our vibration because we are most empowered when our focus is turned inside. Let me repeat that. We are the most powerful when our focus is turned inside because we can only ever manifest from the inside out the law of consciousness, right? Everything starts with the consciousness and then it manifests in the physical world to master our vibration. We have to be able to master our attention and our focus. And that's one well, it can be kind of difficult, I guess, especially if you have been diagnosed with something like ADHD, like I have, it's hard to master your focus, right? But all we have to do is to notice when we're not focusing on our center and feeling centered and then pull our focus back. And it's just this constant like cat and mouse game. It's like your thoughts run away and then you pull them back. Your thoughts go run away again and then you pull them back. And it's a daily thing and it's a moment to moment thing as well. But that's one way that I know raises my vibration instantly and you can feel it. So if you've been reading articles and your energy has been scattered, you can actually feel the difference when you take your attention off of whatever it was that you were doing and focusing it back on yourself again. At first, like it feels kind of chaotic, but then eventually the dust settles and you're able to get back into your center. And from that space, is where we, like I said, have our most power, but it raises our vibration tenfold. But what does this require? It requires us to surrender, right? So another way to raise our vibration is to surrender, especially if we've been going 100 to nothing and we've been distracted all day long and then we finally catch ourselves. And we have this urge to continue to do research. Like there's this impulse inside of us that just wants to look at one more article or to just scroll Facebook just for five more minutes or something like that. I'm sure you can relate with me. When you stop, you have to be able to learn how to surrender, which for me has been a very challenging thing. But I know that through surrender, I can master my attention and my focus. And not only that, but when we surrender, it relieves so much stress because we realize that we've been holding on to tension. A lot of us have been dealing with tension headaches because we've been so focused and so tense that we haven't really given ourselves much space to relieve ourselves from that. And so through relieving stress and tension and constriction, we open ourselves up to being a direct channel for peace into the divine. And when we are a direct, we ha- I mean, when we have that direct connection between ourselves and the divine 
and we can actually tap into that, like plug into that. And from that space, it naturally opens us up and there's not really much that we have to do at that point. At that point, the divine intelligence just takes over. And that kind of leads me into the next thing, because if you are a Joe Dispenza fan or a Bruce Lipton fan, <laughs> then you're going to love it. But it, when we master our focus and attention, really what that means is we're mastering our thoughts and emotions and our thoughts and emotions dictate how our body responds, how healthy we are, how we feel. It dictates everything in our lives, even our manifestations. It dictates our biology. It's incredibly powerful to master our thoughts and our emotions. But first, we have to master our focus and our attention, right? And if you're, you are into all this stuff and you're new to this and you're sitting here thinking, well, who are you even talking about? Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural, is an incredible book. And I highly recommend that you check it out if you have not yet. He talks about the science, the energetics that goes deep into the quantum physics of things. So yes, I talk a lot about the spiritual side of things, but I also love the science stuff. Well, Joe Dispenza is my go-to <laughs> to understand the science behind the spiritual stuff. And as far as the second person that I referenced was Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, and he talks about how our beliefs actually affect our biology. So both of those are really great books, and I highly recommend each one. So a couple other ways that we can raise our vibration is through meditation and contemplation. Meditation, I think, is really important to get acquainted with before really starting contemplation, although you don't have to. The reason I think so is because it's a lot harder to contemplate if you haven't got yourself at least acquainted with being able to feel surrendered and being able to clear your mind enough so that the thoughts slow down so that you can contemplate. Contemplation is not thinking. Although it does require a little bit of thought, it's in the middle between meditation and concentration. So contemplation has been profound. And I've used it a lot when using the gene keys and doing all of the work with Richard Rudd through his Golden Path program and my own personal profile, contemplation has been a game changer. So what you do with contemplation is you harvest pauses. So everything in life naturally pauses from one thing to the next. So for example, if you're checking your emails and you're scrolling through them, and you realize that you've been scrolling through them and you decide to pause before going to the next one, pause, take a breath, see where you're sitting energetically, and then open another email. That's how you step into contemplation. But it goes way deeper too, which we're not going to get into that at a deep level unless you want me to record something on contemplation and dig deeper into that. I would be more than happy to do that just let me know. You can either email me 
at Cody at CodyAnnSmith.com. Or you can message me on Facebook and just let me know that you want me to go deeper into what contemplation is and how you can do it. But through this contemplation, what happens is we start noticing our suffering. We start noticing our pain that we're carrying around. Once we can slow down enough to see where we're sitting, then all the stuff starts coming up. And a lot of the time we don't really know what to do with it. But it's important that we just learn how to sit with it. Because when we run from it, it just chases us, right? Have you ever noticed that you've tried to get away from something only to realize that it was constantly there, right? Like in your energy field, in your life, showing its ugly face over and over again. And then you just finally get tired of fighting with it. This is what we call shadow work. And shadow work is exponential, in raising our vibration. A lot of us, we don't like to look at the shadow so much. And, you know, I'm just as guilty of it. I don't really prefer it either. But I do know that through that shadow, there's always a gift. And that's a really profound thing because sitting with our suffering unlocks so much inside of us and helps raise our vibration because we're taking all that heavy, dense energy that we've been either repressing or suppressing and we're letting it come to the surface so that we can let it go. This is all about energy mastery. And this is extremely important for our lives and for what we experience in our lives because our lives will always mirror what, our, what we hold in our energy, what we hold in our energetic field. We will always manifest that. So shadow work really raises our vibration and it can fend off all that extra electromagnetic frequencies that are being pinged at us through our entire environment. They're, you can't really escape them. They're everywhere. They really are. But you can minimize your exposure to them. I'm going to give you two more ways that you can incorporate raising your vibration into your lifestyle that are really simple, yet not necessarily easy. Okay. The well, one of them is pretty easy, but the other one is definitely not. And the one thing you can do is to take your shoes off and go out in nature and stand barefoot in the grass. This is what people refer to as grounding. And it pulls electromagnetic frequencies from the body and into the earth. And I can't remember who it was who did this experiment, but what happened was, and you can research this yourself, but what happened was there was an experiment done with this person who was standing on the concrete holding his phone and they measured his electromagnetics from that place. And then he went and he did the grounding technique and held his phone. And by holding his phone and standing on the ground, the earth was literally pulling the electromagnetics from his body and from his phone and grounding it into the earth. So it was dropping the amount of radiation that he was harboring and holding just by grounding. And then the last way that you could do this, I mean, there's many others, but the last way that I have for you is through food because what we eat also has a vibration and what we put in our bodies also have an effect on our vibration. So eat foods high in vibration, 
Most of the time, these are foods that are living, right? That the sun helps grow. By alkalizing your body, you actually create an environment inside of you that wards off radiation. So you're not creating an acidic environment for more acidic EMFs to come in and take over your body. You're keeping yourself nice and alkalized, keeping your inner terrain in an alkaline environment. So those are my tips on how you can incorporate raising your vibration through your lifestyle and things that you can do right now. All right, so now that we've covered how you can raise your vibration through your lifestyle, I wanna help you with some other tips that you can use to limit the EMFs that are actually coming at you. What you can do that doesn't have to do with necessarily raising your vibration, but more on a physical and practical level. So these things that I'm sharing with you today are things that I've actually done and I actually do still do. And I have noticed so much improvement in my life by doing them. And I hope that you can find the same kind of liberation that I've experienced with this. So the number one thing that we can do is to first figure out where the EMFs are coming from. And now this doesn't mean you have to do that. This is, this is something that I have done. I got an EMF reader so I can measure where the EMFs are coming from so that I can avoid sitting in those areas that are high in EMFs in my house. Now, there's a couple places in my house that does that. In my living room, it's very high. And then in my kitchen, it's extremely high because they put a smart meter on my house against my wishes. And actually, they lied to me. And they told me that they were not putting a smart meter on, that they were just fixing the meter that I had. We'll come to find out. They put a smart meter on my house. And when I measured it, it measures at a very high amount of EMFs. And it's also a very powerful device. That device alone sends signals throughout multiple rooms in my house. And I know this through measuring where the, where the EMFs are coming from. So in my kitchen, I don't spend much time in there unless, of course, I'm cooking and I have to. But we don't just hang out in there and spend our time in places with lots and lots of EMF frequencies. So that's the first thing you can do. And if you don't have this device, it's not the end of the world. You don't have to have it. It's just a really nice thing to have so that you can see where this is coming from and minimize your exposure in that way. However, I'm going to share some things with you that you can use where you don't even have to have one of these devices and it's still going to help you so much. So the second thing really is to, if you have Wi-Fi running in your house nonstop and you're sleeping with the Wi-Fi on, I highly recommend to turn it off. Every night before I go to bed, I make sure I turn my Wi-Fi off and then it doesn't get turned on until at least 10 o'clock in the morning the next day because I also start and end my day without EMFs flying through the air. And I actually can hear it. I can hear when the internet's on. It's like a high-pitched buzzing noise that I can detect with my own ears. But by doing this and meditating without the internet in the mornings, especially starting the day off without any extra 
electromagnetic frequencies in the air has been a game changer. Not only in the morning has it had a big impact on my life, but sleep. Good sleep comes when you don't have these really subtle EMF waves flying around you. I've noticed a huge difference, not only in my sleep, but my children's sleep. They sleep so much better with the Wi-Fi off. And I have turned the Wi-Fi off now for a few years at night. But before that, you know, when I first started to do it, there'd be days where I'd forget or I'd get too tired and, and I would miss it. And I noticed that I did not sleep nearly as good and neither did my kids on the nights where I forgot to turn it off. So this is huge, you guys. And it's so easy. We just go and we turn it off and then we turn it on the next day and it can really change things. I just thought that was absolutely incredible. And just by experimenting in that way, I guess you just get to realize it for yourself. Now, this next thing is something that I also do. I like to use my phone as an alarm in the morning just so that I don't sleep past a certain time because I love to have my personal time in the morning before my kids wake up and all that stuff just so that I can meditate and do my daily routine. So I use my phone as my alarm. But I also know that the phone emits a lot of EMFs. Now, putting your phone in a different room is highly ideal if you don't use it as an alarm. But if you do use it as an alarm, what you can do is you can put it on airplane mode. Every night before I go to bed, my phone goes on airplane mode and then it turns off all those EMFs. It also helps so that when I wake up, my phone isn't connected to the internet. I can't just hop on Facebook and start scrolling because my phone's on airplane mode and it really helps to detour us from programming our mind with, you know, things that we don't really want to consume first thing in the morning. So I have found that just to be an added benefit, <laughs> but that's something you can do. And I just, I just highly recommend it because all these EMFs affect us in such subtle ways. We don't even realize it most of the time until we go camping or something. And then we're out in nature where there's literally like no EMFs around and we get the best night's sleep we've ever had. Has that ever happened to you by any chance? I know it's happened to me. I've went camping before and I'm like, wow, there's so much more peace when I'm away from everything. And I really believe that it has to do with this. But anyways, here's a couple more things that I do that you can do as well. Uh, the next thing that comes to mind <laughs> is to limit your tech use. I mean, that one is just kind of, we all kind of know that. But by limiting the amount that you're on your phone, or if you use your laptop, don't put it on your lap or Give yourself time limits for how long you'll be on there so that you don't get eye strain or radiation headaches or something like that, then it can be really useful, especially if you're working from home or if you're creating content a lot and you're just on your devices, on your computer, doing all the things. It's great to limit that and take breaks frequently. At least that helps me a ton. <laughs> And so I also make sure that my kids take breaks because I don't want them to be exposed to that as well. Another thing that I do is I use corded headphones as much as possible because I know that, yeah, we can use Bluetooth. No, I don't know how much it radiates us, but it still can minimize the amount of radiation that I'm exposing myself to if I just wear 
a corded headphone. And I know that they're not very convenient most of the time, but you kind of have to weigh the pros and cons there, right? Like, yeah, it's not so fun to wear cords, but at least I know I'm not radiating my head, (laughs) which also brings me to the next one actually is something that I do that I didn't even realize was something that I was doing on purpose. I guess it was more unconscious was that every time I'm on my phone and I talk to somebody, I always put them on speakerphone because I don't want to hold the phone up to my head. I never do. And the more that we can use speakerphone, the more that I use speakerphone, I know that I'm minimizing the radiation and the EMFs that are going to affect me. So I understand also that there's privacy conversations that you want to have with people or there's kids around and you don't really want them to hear what you're saying. So either you go into a different room or you go and get some headphones and use those. But again, headphones that are corded. But if you can use the speakerphone as much as possible, I also really like that because then I can still do the things I need to do while talking on the phone. And to me, that's a win-win situation. The last thing that I have to share with you guys is to either go on a detox or at least take a detox bath. Okay, so you can take a detox bath by running your tub up and filling it up and then putting about a pound of, of regular salt into the bath water along with about a pound of baking soda. And by doing this, it'll help take out the radiation. I think it has to do with like ionization and that kind of thing, which is all sciencey and stuff. But this is something you can do on a practical level and it also relaxes you. So it's like a another win-win situation, which I absolutely love that. <laughs> uh, by doing this, you're just allowing your body to release any of the EMFs that you've picked up along the way. And you can detox your body and alkalize again, like I said earlier. And it makes a huge difference. It really, really does. So try these out for you and let me know what you've tried and how it's worked for you or what you would like to try. And if you would like me to go in depth on any other thing, whether that's detox, what kinds of foods to eat with that, uh, contemplation, meditation, if you have any questions like that, I'd be more than happy to take your questions and then create specific episodes for your questions because I know that likely if you have a question, other people are probably wondering the same thing. So we could just take care of that all in one episode. I really am open to that. So you can, like I said, email me Cody at CodyAnnSmith.com or you can send me a message on Facebook. I use my personal page, Cody Ann Smith, can't miss it. And uh, yeah, I guess that's all I have for you guys on this episode. I look forward to talking to you guys on the next one. And until next time, I hope that you guys have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, you're still here? Awesome. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love if you would go and take a few minutes to hit subscribe, share this with somebody that you know would enjoy it, or leave a review over on iTunes. It would mean the world to me and help this podcast reach more people. Thank you so much for your continual support. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you.